I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to part two. I am joined by the gorgeous Kate Ferdinand. I always want to call you Katie, but I feel like you've had a proper rebrand. We're Kate now, aren't we? Only my mum calls me Katie and I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. And she's called Jacqueline and uh-huh. she hates being called Jackie. So every now and then I just call her Jackie in the hope that she'll stop calling me Katie, but she doesn't. <laughs> so what did she wants full Jacqueline all the time, does she? Well, Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Okay. Bit of a mouthful, yes. that, isn't it? <laughs> Jacqueline is sassy. I love that. Um Obviously, mate, you have, um, you're married now. Congratulations. Probably a little bit late, but it feels <laughs> like um, the first time we've on, had you on the pod, it's probably the best time to say it. Um, tell me all about your wedding because me and Irk are like, well, we're not started yet, but we do need to get our heads down and start planning soon. So was it just amazing? Or was it hard? Was it stressful? Oh, I mean, it was amazing. I think you always dream, for me, I've always dreamed of this wedding day. I don't know about you. And like, I've always wanted to be married and like, I've always wanted that. Um, it was very stressful in the lead up. My advice would be try your best to relax on the day because mm-hmm. I felt like I was very hot. I don't like being hot. I know it sounds crazy. And I was so hot and flustered because we're in a hot place and I was really worried about everyone. Is everyone else okay? That certain moments I feel like if I look back, I could have enjoyed more if I just relaxed. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. But like, obviously I've been asking this question to like everybody, you know, like me mates, glovey guests on here, like anybody I know who's been married. And that seems to be like pretty much what all of them are saying. Like it goes so fast, try not to be stressed, try and grab some a time for just you yeah. two. Cause you've got so many guests and everything there, haven't you? Like you end up not really getting any time for the two of you. Yeah. Just relax. Uh, it was the best day ever. Don't get me wrong. It's the best day of my life. I had the best day ever of all our family and all our friends. But I think we kind of done like a three or four day celebration. And by day two, we got, Rio got on the mic and we said something like, right, we're going to say hello to you all now because we're not walking around all all night and saying hello. We're just going to enjoy ourselves. Because (laughs) you end up like worrying about everyone else. You just got to enjoy your night. And and yeah, that worked. We then enjoyed ourselves. And I think fair play to him, mate, quite frankly, like, (laughs) because we had the engagement party in the summer and, even though I absolutely loved it and I wouldn't have changed a thing, girl, like it was amazing. It was stressful. Even that was stressful. We had it booked at this hotel in London. Well, I'm, I'm not even going to bother. I'm, I'm not even bothered. I'm going to tell you where we had it. We had it booked at the Londoner. Um, and yeah. um, then they found out it was for us and said they didn't want me to go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. How bad is that? They had we booked in for months and then... um 
through like what the person who's planning it for her. And then we went to view it and they were really lovely talking about signature cocktails and everything. And we're going to rent this other space upstairs, which is like that Japanese restaurant, and then come down to the, like, the ballroom for the nighttime. And then literally our planner got a call like the week after and they're like, oh no, I'm sorry, we've realized who it's for. And we, we don't want the privacy of our guests compromised by them. <laughs> Oh, well, I don't even know what to say. I'm speechless. <laughs> well, we were, because then we were faced with trying to find somewhere, mate, central London for an engagement party, because all my mates had already booked their trains and that. Why, why? You know? So yeah. we had to find somewhere exact date in wedding season. So wow. we, we were yeah. shitting ourselves. But in fairness, we found somewhere miles better. We ended up having it at 14 Hills, and I just can't tell you how how perfect it was in the end like because it was the height of summer like you kind of wanted to feel like you know it was all glass so you yeah. saw the lights going down and it was all like rainforesty and it was just perfect like everything happens for a reason done it um but yeah we ended up walking around the whole night and like saying hello and by the time I looked at me watch it was something like 12 o'clock yeah like, you've got to just take time you've got to just say right enough's enough mm. I'm just gonna enjoy it you've got to have your dance and have your time because the time just goes um, as well, I need to ask you, you got married in Turkey, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, Cam was buzzing about that because you know he's Turkish, separate, don't you? And he's like, I've got married in Turkey. And I was like, I don't, don't get any fucking ideas. We're not made. Because um, I'm the same as you, Kate. I get too hot. Oh, my God. Far too hot. Yeah, I'm a very hot person and I get very, very flustered. And <laughs> I'm not good when I'm hot. No, it sounds ridiculous. I got married in Turkey. Um, <laughs> but it was very warm. But then I, I, we did like, want that kind of like idyllic, you know, by the sea, um, yeah, it was hot, but it, I'm, I'm glad we were there. It, it was amazing. Oh, no, honestly, it looked absolutely unreal, mate. And the dress was stunning. And no, it was it was goals, absolute goals. <laughs> um, I, do, I don't even know why he wants to get married somewhere abroad. Well, I don't mind getting married abroad. I quite like the look of like Italy and all that, but like more of an October time when it started to cool down. Yeah. He, his best mate got married last year and he was best man. And the priest or whatever you call it had to stop the ceremony to hand her kind of napkin that because he was sweating so much. Oh, gosh. I know. You might both be a bit too sweaty, I think. You need to go in the later months. Just put a Newcastle in December might suit him better. <laughs> um, so obviously, right, I feel like you're living your best life now. Um, but how did you, no, how did you and Rio meet? Because I don't know this story. Well, I mean, we met, we were on, I was on holiday with my friends and some of their partners, like we're in Dubai and he, we were just at a beach club and he was there with someone um, and he knew one of my friend's boyfriends. Uh Um, So that's how we met and we were all drinking and then he come over with his sister and then the rest is history, I suppose, really. Was it love at first sight or was it a slow burner? It was, <laughs> it was a bit like, I'll tell you the story, I've told this before. I was very hungover and I was eating a really big burger on the beach in a bikini. Now, I just wanted to enjoy it and I could see from a distance, like I could feel some kind of attention mm-hmm. and it was really stressing me out because I just really wanted to eat the burger. But this time I didn't know anything. I just thought, for God's sake, like I just want to relax. Do you know what I mean? I'm really hungry and hungover. Um, just hungry. Yeah, I was hangry. And then I found out it was Rio. Um, not that I really knew much about him. I wasn't into football, but obviously I know the name Rio Ferdinand. But, like, I'd never watched football, didn't live with my dad or anything. Um, and really, um, what happened next? We just he, – he came over. 
I saw him, I think he was going to come over and he didn't. And I thought, that's that. It's gone now. He's gone. And then we were all getting drunk with my friends. About five hours later, he came back. Um, and then he ended up drinking with us. And I did, I'm going to be honest, I did really like him because we got on so well. Um, also, he is a really lovely bit of kit, Kate. <laughs> He's a fucking handsome fellow, your husband, isn't he? Um, and we just got on so well. We had a right laugh and I really liked him from the beginning. But I did wake up the next day and thinking, oh, there's a, do you know what I mean? I thought about the whole situation. I thought, I'm not, not sure, like whatever. But somehow it all figured itself out. I think when you know, you know, though, don't you? 100%. 100%. I knew with her kind of like straight away. I remember me and him were in Nobu and probably my podcast listeners are fucking bored to tears with this story. So I'm really sorry, Gan. <laughs> we went on my first date in Nobu and I was like a little bit heartbroken after everything that had happened with my ex. Um, and like a little bit hesitant because, you know, even though, you know, in your head, not all men are the same. Like I half was thinking like, God, are you going to hurt me as well? And, yeah, of course. And Peter just dropped the bomb that he used to be on Towie. And I was like, what? I thought he was a fucking builder. Like I thought he was dead normal. And like, he has me going over the reality TV store. So all that was going through my head. But anyway, we took this picture. We just got like a waitress or someone to take it. And I remember sitting and looking at the picture and sending it to my mates and just saying, lasses, fucking buy a hat because this, <laughs> this is the one or I should have said keep your hats because <laughs> I probably had them from the last time and I'll but oh, yeah <laughs> but yeah so I just think like when you know like you've met someone special and the connection's great and the chemistry's like pink and then just go for it like that's always what I think yeah I agree 100% and I mean look at yous now did you ever like oh god yous are such a cute little family as well and baby Cree as well oh mate so, do you know what you really deserve to be happy Oh, that's so nice. Thank you so much. You do, Kate. Like, and I suppose, like, because obviously I've been in a similar position, like people have seen me cry over boys on the telly and stuff, you know, so people come up to me all the time and they're like, it's so lovely to see you happy. And I'm like, that's so nice. Thank you. And I think the same about you, girl. Yeah, it is nice, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I suppose people have been along the journey a little bit with you, so they want to see you happy. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, right back at you, mate. So now you have... Um, Obviously, you guys have got like a blended family. Rio's got his kids and you've got one together now. Um, and it's spawned a podcast. Is that right? Yes, that's right. So, yeah, we're a big blended family. And I just really struggled with certain things. Didn't really have anyone to speak to. And yeah. I, we, we filmed a documentary and um, so many people got in contact and said they felt the same. Because right. it's not every day you bump into someone that, you know, is a step parent whose children might have lost a parent or, you know, all those kind of complex situations. And so I started blended the podcast and it's just been amazing. Um, speaking to people that are in blended families and listen to their dynamic and their situations and just meeting so many great people. And I feel like it helps me as well. Like it's kind of like therapy, but yeah. helping other people as well. No, no, I absolutely think that. And I think talking through stuff is really cathartic. Um, and also like getting to hear different people's stories and not feeling like you're so in your own head and you're so alone. Yeah. Oh, your accent just changed then. Did it? What's your accent's going on? Do you, I feel like I did a podcast the other week with some fella from Newcastle and he was like, oh, you've not softened that accent, haven't you? And I was like, I actually didn't think I had, but if you're telling us I have, maybe yeah. I have. Yeah, what, sorry. <laughs> did I go for, where was it from? Like Southern or something? Well, I'm not sure. It was, uh, it just changed. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry, mate. Yeah. Um, but no, but I sorry. Think yeah. I mean, 
I just a great believer in speaking, talking, getting it all out. And before when I first met Rio, I feel like I couldn't do that. I didn't really know anyone in a similar situation. And also I didn't really want to talk too much because it was early doors. Whereas now I feel like, you know, I'm confident in where I'm at. I can speak and meeting other people in similar situations is just amazing. No, that is lovely because there's no rule book, is there? Absolutely not. And I think even, you know, being a biological parent, being a step-parent, everything is difficult. So it's good just to meet people that are going on the same journey as you. And I think there was that kind of missing. There wasn't that kind of blended family space. Yeah. No, absolutely wasn't, mate. Did you find when you first started like getting serious with Rio and were being introduced to his kids and stuff, did you feel like that was a, a, like a, a difficult line to sort of tread? Um, yeah, it was. I mean, I didn't really think about it too much in depth, but when I was, you know, walking the journey, I found <laughs> there was lots of difficult moments and you know the, the children have been through a lot Rio's been through a lot it's it's a lot to take on um and I really felt like I needed to speak to people but I didn't know where to turn I felt as though no one that I knew really had been through anything similar yeah it's lovely though that you've taken that sort of difficult journey that you've been through come out the other side and used your platform and used your knowledge to create a safe space for other people who are going through something and are feeling a little bit confused too I you do that as well, though, don't you? You've done that with your documentary. And I think that's, like, something that I'm so grateful for. Yeah. Like, there, being... That's one of the highs of Towie, then. That's what it's given you, miss. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm so grateful that I can do this, that I can share my experiences and it can help people. I think yeah. there's power in that. No, absolutely. And like, I often look at some influencers and I won't ever name names. I'm I'm not trying to be judgmental here, but I think you've got this fucking fantastic platform and you've got loads of people looking up here and all you're doing is flogging fast fashion. And like, don't get us wrong. Fucking hell. I love a bit of fast fashion as much as the next person, but I always endeavor to use my platform to do other things as well. And yeah. the documentary being like one of them, like I've been trying to make that Kate for years, for years. Um, and it was something that I just knew was going to be powerful and important, but nobody would give us a chance really because they all just saw me as the fucking drunken, drunken girl off the telly. Um, so it was lovely to finally be able to make that like something I was very passionate about um, and use my platform for good. Yeah, it's amazing. I think if you can do that, then, you know, I always say if you can just help one person, then you're doing a good job. That's it. I also wanted to commend you because like I look at your Instagram, mate, and I feel like I like, you know, I'm not just thinking, God, she looks great all the time. I actually think you're really honest on there. And like just through we're sharing the same management and stuff, like I know that sometimes, like sometimes you struggle with that. But I wanted to say, I think you're doing a great job. Oh, thank you so much. I, I struggle because I feel as though I don't share my children's faces. But then loads, loads of celebs don't do that. Yeah. And I think that's complete personal preference, girl. Yeah, but I then find it difficult to share some of my real life because a lot mm. of my life, you know, I do work, but a lot of my life is my kids. And I find that balance really hard. Mm. I also find sometimes it just gets a bit much for me, social media, and I just have to step away. Yeah. Um, but I'm not afraid to do that. I think, you know, our agents probably wouldn't be happy when I just go on a silent one for like three <laughs> weeks. But for my mental... Yeah, for my mental health, I just think the comparison and the minute you wake up seeing people 
like you do, I make a conscious effort. Mm. Even if I post my gym workout and I post it and I go off, I haven't got Instagram as an app anymore, have to search for it kind of thing. Because I felt as though I was just clicking on it without even realizing. Like I just find myself on it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, what am I doing on here? I've got so many other things to be doing. Um, So since I've made a conscious effort to use it in a, a better way, I'm getting on, I'm getting on better with it. Yeah. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's, it's like it. So we're the generation that's like guinea pig in social media, aren't we? Like me mom, yeah. my mom's generation, like it's not, me mom's trying to get into it, bless her and that. Like she loves it. She's doing her own little reels and stuff, but it, she's not got the obsession the way I have. Yeah. Um, and the way like I know loads of my mates have, you know, and I suppose it's going to be us. Like we're the ones who are going to like test the effects of it. And it's definitely got a detrimental effect on mental health, like 110%. Like just even the comparison culture that it brings about, I think. So learning to put some healthy boundaries in place with social media, I think is so imperative. Yeah, definitely. And I'm proud of myself for doing that. And I feel like this is something they should, you know, teach you when you're young. Like I worry about my children because everyone's obsessed with TikTok and like you can just end up scrolling on there for ages and just worried about the effect that that will have. It's mad, mate, because obviously some of the kids, like some of your kids, they're a bit older. So I suppose like all this stuff, like the TikTok trends and being exposed to these perfect bodies, like that would terrify me. Mm, It is. We're trying to limit it at at the moment, actually, like not let them on there constantly because I just think before you know it, they'll just be on their phones 24-7 and it's just not healthy. No, mate, it's absolutely not. And like, I think you must do an all right job of it. Because again, on social media, mm-hmm. I say like, you are always out together having family days and stuff. And that's what it's about. It's about giving them an alternative, you know, challenging them in other places. Yeah, this is what I say. I say, listen, if I'm out working and I'm home late, I can't expect my children not to be on their phone because yeah. I'm not here to entertain them. But if we're all out on a family day, I can say you're not on your phone because we're out together. Yeah, that's it. And yeah. even like, I have to learn that, you know, sometimes me and Erkan will be out with a dog and I love how our dog walks. Like Milo is so happy. Like Erkan's getting his steps in. Like it's just should be a moment of unadulterated joy. And I catch myself watching what some dickhead in America is doing on TikTok. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? You're fucking missing out on real life. It's yeah. happening. Yeah. You're always um, like looking for something else and not living in the moment. I actually, I've got TikTok, mm-hmm. but I don't go on it because... I think I could just lose too much time. I haven't, I haven't, got, I haven't got the time. It's so dangerous. Like even lying in bed of a nighttime where I'm like, I need to go to sleep. I'm up at whatever time. Um, three hours after Kate Ferdinand. But like I'm literally on it and I'm thinking, go to sleep, stop it. It's not adding anything to your life, but it's just addictive, isn't it, Last, Yeah. 
They've got it sussed because they've got the whole generation addicted, seriously. We could whinge about this for hours. We're definitely showing what age, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I wanted to ask what's next for your mate? Professionally, personally, what are the plans? Oh, that's a big question. And you know what? I don't really know. Oh, she's flying by the seat of our pants. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going with the flow. Like, I've stopped doing things that don't benefit me in the right way. I think, you know, when I was on Tower, I used to do this, 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 and I'm not doing that anymore. I'm just doing things that make me feel good and that fit with me. And at the moment, I haven't got too many plans. I'm just living in the moment, I suppose. And just enjoying like every every second. Well, (laughs) you know, trying to with four kids. Let's not romanticize it. Life is fine. I mean, yeah, I'm still very stressed at at times and my kids drive me bloody mental, but I love them. Um, And just going with the flow. Four is a lot though, lass. Like, you know, four is definitely a lot. And how did you take, like, how have you taken to motherhood? Because obviously you've now got baby Cree as well as the older ones. Like, I feel like I don't know if I'm a natural born caregiver, so I don't know how I'll take to it all. I really I mean, I just kind of fell into it. You just have to. Hmm. Like not like you've got children, they need to be looked after. I mean, I'm because I used to be a P, I'm a bit of an organized freak. Hmm. So I feel like that's not actually it can be a good thing because everyone's in line, everyone's doing what they need to do, but it also can be not a good thing because sometimes it's too much and you just need to go with the flow and relax and chill but I enjoy it I mean it's the best job ever um and I feel like when you do have children um you really just appreciate everything and are so grateful for this life but they're also very tiring very draining (laughs) you're knackered exhausted and you think oh my god but then you look at them and you think, how have I made this? It's just so up and down. It's just crazy. Emotional roller coaster. <laughs> Complete roller coaster. But then I think that, like, my sister had a little girl a couple of years ago. I actually can't believe this, but maybe we'll be three in January. I don't know where the time has gone. It just flies by. Scarily so. And like Laura of Laura will say to me, she'll be like, I used to think I was tired before Vicky. Yeah. And then I became a mother. And I'll just sit there, honestly, Kate, fucking terrified, because I think. I think I'm tired now. Like, do I have, is there more tired I can be? Like, it does scare me. It's like, I know you shouldn't say it because you shouldn't make people feel like their tiredness is, like, you know, your tiredness is not relevant. It's very relevant to your life. And I used to be exhausted pre-cree and pre-kids and think there's no tiredness like this, but it's just a different level. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because you never switch off because you're always worrying about them or there's always something going on. It's a different level of tiredness. But then it's a different level of joy in the days as well. So it all balances itself out. That's a really lovely way of looking at it, mate. And I don't mean, I often do this when I'm chatting to mothers and I hope nobody gets offended, but I talk about my relationship with Milo because obviously to me, he is me fucking kid, you know? Yeah, of course. And I am a, I'm actually a really nervous and neurotic person. Um, and people wouldn't, people don't believe it. They're like, oh, you seem so confident and calm. But actually, like, I have to do loads of things to make myself even appear like remotely calm. And, you know, I have to train, I have to exercise, I have to get fresh air, I have to, like, speak to me life coach constantly, like, all these things to make the, uh, like, appearance of someone who's fucking normal. Um, <laughs> I do, I swear. It's a full time job. Um, so when I'm with Milo, like, I'm nervous. I'm nervous that there's going to be a big angry dog attacks him. I'm nervous that then I'm going to have to talk to the owner about it. I'm nervous that like when I walk him up, he's going to run off and not come back. Like I'm constantly yeah. 
on an amputee on a knife edge. And then I think about it and I'm like, God, your life was so much calmer and easier before. But then I think about the joy he brings us, you know, like the, when he wakes us up in the morning with these little licks and like when he comes in so happy and when I see him come back when he's chasing the ball, like I think it must be a similar feeling, you know, as yeah. what it is to be in a mother. A hundred percent. Like I had Ronnie the dog, my dog first, and he was like my baby. Yeah. Like, and everyone would be like, "He's not a kid." And I'm like, "No, but he's my baby." Oh, he was yeah, like, I could see how much you love him. I could my see. baby. Yeah. Um, and it is. I mean, it's it's, it's different. But it's got differences, but it's got similarities. You know, you mm-hmm. love. They're, they're a pain. You got to get up and. I'm talking about the dog, by the way. You have got to get <laughs> up and feed them, and sometimes you can't bother to get up there. But then you love them so much. It's the same as kids. You know, they drive you mental, but you can't imagine life without them. That's it. And that is it. And I think it's a lovely way of putting it. Um, I know how busy you are, girl, and I really appreciate you coming on. I've had such a lovely chat. It just felt like catching up with a mate. Loved it. And I haven't seen you in so long, so it's been so good to chat. I know it has. Right, before I let you go, here at Pretty Patterson the Secret 2, we always ask our gorgeous guests to give our lovely listeners a kind of pearl of wisdom. It's, oh, gosh. Yeah. Don't worry. Honestly, you've spoke with such profound wisdom. This is going to be so easy for you. Um. I'm going back to like our chat at the start of the pod and it sounds as though you've had this like real evolution. I call it a rebrand and I'm joking, but you've probably found yourself, Kate. Like you're so happy. You're glowing, actually. I think that's a lovely word and a lovely way to put it. So I'm sure my listeners would like to know to know what your secret is to finding yourself. Just, I think, accepting myself. I think I was always trying to look at other people and see, oh, they're doing this. I should be doing this. Oh, blah, 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 whatever, you know, whatever everyone's doing, comparing just being okay with being me. I'm not going to be, you know, the smartest. I'm not going to be the prettiest. I'm not going to be this, but I'm me and that is enough. And I feel like in this world that we live in, we're always trying to compare. And, you know, if you don't look as good in their outfit or you haven't done this job, then you're not good enough. And it's just like, just being okay with being me and loving me. Like that's a journey. It takes time. And also sometimes I still don't love myself and I beat myself up and, you know, I'm very hard on myself. But just being more aware of myself and what makes me happy and not doing things that compromise that. I mean, that's such, such fucking good advice, Lass. And even just listening to you there, I was like, I need to learn to do a bit more of that. Like, even as like, I'm 35 next month. So even as like a 35-year-old woman nearly, like I still lose a sense of myself when I'm scrolling through Instagram or when I'm flicking through a magazine and I want to look like everyone else or get the jobs everyone else is getting. But I need to remember like, I'm me and that's what's special. And and yeah, and don't, I think when we try to be like everyone else, we dilute ourselves, and yeah. then we're not going to get the best things because we're not being true to us. So I think less comparison and being used the best, isn't it? Because no one's going to love you when you're trying to be someone else. Nah. And be yourself because everyone else is fucking taken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, thanks for a really lovely chat. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure, miss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.